0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 433 on Tuesday, the 19th of October, 2021.
1: Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week, we'll be glad if either of us can read a calendar. We are shocked at the future for Hailwood, and we'll be luxuriating in our memory loss. But first, we have a smidgen of follow-up, and it's fun follow-up. Over the weekend, it was the Hot Wheels Legend Tour UK finalist judging thingy. That's the technical term for it. That was the full title there. Because we mentioned this in an and finally. Was an and finally? Or was it a- It was an and finally. Yeah, it was an and finally a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, um, and they've picked a Volvo P1800 Gasser as the car to represent the UK in the ultimate Hot Wheels Legends Tour final of which a 1 in 64 scale die-cast car will be released in the 2022 Hot Wheels range, which would be awesome if it was. Hmm. And that car looks amazing. It is. It's called Ain't No Saint. The picture they've got, so it's it's one of those where I always marvel at how much, how much wheels deform or tyres deform hmm. when they're on a drag strip. <laughs> and this is Have no you ever been to a drag strip? I've never been
0: to way. one live. Ah, oh, it's I haven't been for ages and Santa Pod's just down the road but yeah. No, it's it's quite something. It's really great. It's it's green. It's got the engine poking out the top. It's got big wheels at the back, skinny wheels at the front. It's going to be a perfect Hot Wheels car.
1: It it looks it now. It just it looks mm. like it's been based on a Hot Wheels car to be fair. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, it really does.
1: In the show notes, I will have the car throttle uh stream that was the whole judging thing. That's linked in cool. there, as well as the article from Ilan PR, who were part of the, uh, the whole uh, Legends thingy happening in the UK. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Do you want to take us to Liverpool, then?
0: Uh, do you really want an answer to that? <laughs> uh, so, no, this is the massive investment that Ford is about to put into the Hillwood site to make EV components. Good news this week. So they're going to invest £230 million. And this is the first time that Ford is going to start building their own EV components in-house in Europe. And that's going to start happening in 2024. It's a move which is going to safeguard many, many, many jobs.
1: Yeah. Interesting thing about this. Do you think these parts will be sold back to vw as part of their partnership because they've got the platform sharing haven't they no
0: now the annoying thing about this question andrew is this is the question i was going to ask you (laughs) because i
1: don't know either and it
0: had also crossed my mind
1: i think with the date though that it won't be no i think it'll be a bit late i think they will beginning to diverge at that point
0: uh, quite possibly. It's tricky. I mean, we're starting to see the first of the platform sharing coming through with the new Ford Transit Connect yep. and the Volkswagen Caddy. Mm. There we go. That's, just, there's, there's some sneaky new, new car news that isn't included in this week's new, new car news. But yeah, <laughs> I, it's, I honestly, don't know so that might be that the volkswagen partnership will help get them through this in europe and then this is and then this is them starting to branch out and have the space for either more of the same or diverge into their own their own powertrain and and not be sharing volkswagens as much Mm -hmm. i I, but i don't know that's pure guesswork and supposition
1: yeah yeah no that's that's uh, fair enough because we we do we know so little Of the details here, but it's great Mm. for Merseyside because this is on the back of Stellantis investing heavily in Ellesmere Port on their electrified things. Now all we need to hear is JLR spending some serious Wonga at their uh, production plant as well. Yes, the one challenge
0: there is JLR don't really have serious Wonga. No, I know. Yeah, and Castle Brom is the one slated to be the EV. That's the one. Yeah, getting most of the because it's and it's closer to it's closer to
1: home for JLR as well. Yeah, because the uh, Sorry. the the plant of Merseyside is the one that exports the vehicles they make a lot of them get chucked on ships and go across to the US mm. and stuff so mm-hmm. I can understand them not moving that across to EV as quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's a
0: really good point actually that's one that I think doesn't necessarily get covered. Mm. Now,
1: anyway, that that's that one I think we've knocked it on the head but good news it is excellent news Uh, i'm going to take us into toyota news for a change instead of alan and it's not great news for toyota because they are being sued along with one of their suppliers by nippon steel Corp. what's happened is that nippon steel have Claimed that they're. This is more lawyery. This is more lawyery than Dieselgate, guys. This one's complicated. It's to do with formulations of steel, essentially. It's intellectual property. Yeah. Sorry, that was what I was. That was the phrase I was desperately searching for in the article. <laughs> Ironically, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was the intellectual property has been taken. Now, Toyota. <laughs> this is interesting, actually. When, if I, I'm just going to read when he gets to it, it will be yes. chunk of this thing. Toyota said that they learned of the lawsuit, quote, with great regret, which is understandable. And they said that they had checked of possible patent conflicts with Bao Steel, which is the Chinese supplier, mm-hmm. several times to make sure that there wasn't a problem and that they weren't going to, no one was going to get in trouble if they made this stuff the way they said they were going to make it. And Bowersteel said, no, everything's fine, by the looks of it. And it turns out, Nip and Steel goes, no. <laughs> but Bowsteel says that it, it's not a valid claim, and they have tried to communicate with the steelmaker. I wonder how that communication was. Was it, yeah. we're going to do this, so ha, huh? or was it, can we talk about this, please, <laughs> or what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a tough one, now. But what they're looking for is they're looking for $177 million and none of the cars that use the steel that's been supplied can be sold in Japan. Oh, that's one of these
0: ridiculous caveats on the end where it's like, yeah, yeah, just give us $177 million. We'll give up that other bit to just sweeten it. Yeah, that's this. Yes, this yes,
1: lawyer that one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But we've seen it used quite effectively in other stuff we've covered
0: yes it has been so so this is one of these ones that i I think we'll plod on and on because it involves the japanese legal system (laughs) and we'll we'll see how it goes yeah we'll keep an eye on it
1: i refuse to believe that toyota deliberately said break this and i bet they will have gone they'll have done their checks as much as they can to say you are sure this isn't going to because it'll all be on you if mm. it happens, because what will happen here, if it's if it's found to be the case, Toyota will then sue Bow Steel and yeah. get <laughs> recoup damages from there. So that'll be in the contract.
0: Well, part of it is there'll be, from a business point of view, you're more likely to want to fall out with the uh, Chinese steelmaker than you are to want to fall out with the domestic, very large Japanese steelmaker that you probably also have as a customer anyway. Well, they work a, them. As a supplier yeah, anyway. They, yeah, they, exactly. They work so, with them already. So as far as i can tell the people who are going to come out of this worst of all about steel yes just even from the wording in this ap article yep yeah
1: yeah do you want to stick with another japanese company
0: yes yes japanese car makers getting sued is the theme for this evening <laughs> uh so nissan this time around uh and they have been told to pay 354 million dollars to their partner in in dubai called Al Dahana. It's the company. Now, you might think, wait a minute. You've talked about Nissan and Dubai before. And it's like, yes, it's because Aldehana happens to be the Dubai-based company established by good friends of former Nissan chairman Carlos Ghosn. R- remember him? Something to do with cases and Japanese lawsuits. So, yes. So, they were part of the the deal where, where Ghosn was arrested for understating compensation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the ways that he was compensated was via Aldehana. It Al- is alleged. It is alleged. Yes, thank you. Yes, well caught. We certainly cannot
1: afford. No. Carla's going to sue the podcast. <laughs> we
0: certainly can't can't afford Aldehana to sue the court podcast because it's jointly owned by Saudi Arabian billionaire Khalid Jafali and a chap called N- Nasser Watar, a Lebanese businessman. It's, it's all rather strange. Uh, they're. Uh, essentially aldehane is claiming that nissan uh, has not uh, has has been reneging on contractual obligations that's about as specific as this is to be perfectly honest yeah uh, and that sounds since like money. 2019 <laughs> it sounds like it's a it's a money issue from 202019. so yeah. yes that that's that's what they're that's what they're aiming for aiming for just there so we'll see just where that might end up
1: well they've been they've been awarded it but and it doesn't and they're going to appeal but looking at the again looking at the wording in this article i don't hold out much hope for nissan not paying quite a lot of money here whether they pay the full 350 million i don't know but
0: no this is this is a just pay them to get them to shut up moment really yeah or it would be if i ran nissan but then nissan is definitely not run by people like me so uh so let's see what happens yes (laughs) in podcasting news this is a very right this is a very strange one andrew but you put it in and and so i'm just gonna let you
1: deal with it frankly Yeah, the supplier for most car manufacturers' infotainment systems and their app stores. Now, I've desperately tried to find a pronunciation of this name and I have struggled massively. So I'm going to take a stab at this. Alan's going to laugh and probably be able to pronounce it. But Forasia Aptode? I honestly
0: don't know. It sounds like some kind of... Well, we decided before this, it's either a treatment for Stellantis or what you put or what you rub Stellantis on, so so we're not really certain.
1: (laughs) But anyway, uh, ignoring the really difficult name to pronounce, which... Um, I got this from podnews.net and he chickened out of announce, of pronouncing this name so I knew it was a tricky one um, because normally he really does take a long run up at these things and gives it a good go. But they have signed a partnership with uh, the podcast app called CastBox which is available for free on both iOS and Android but this will now be available in car manufacturers' own app stores so you won't need to have to plug your your phone in to run via android auto or by carplay to make podcasts work much easier on your cars which i think is mm-hmm. a great thing that if if it's just there naturally in the car infotainment system it's a, it's another yeah. level of making it accessible to everybody
0: the only other time i've seen this was actually mazda uh, does ship one the name of which escapes me right now but mazda also ships ships a podcast player in its in-car entertainment system yep it's it's the one owned by Deezer I can't remember what it's called but it's the one owned by Deezer now so so Mazda were the only people I'd seen do this before but this is a really good thing because because CastBox is is quite a well-known podcast player it's available on both key mobile platforms so yeah that should be that should be good if that if that can all sync across without you even having to consider stuff then that's going to be that that's rather genius
1: I like this a lot. Mm -hmm. So much for leaving you to it, huh? (laughs) Ah. (laughs) I think that's the end of the first part.
0: It is. That was amazingly quick. I was expecting it to take longer than that.
1: There's only so much legal stuff we can really force the the listeners to wade through. There is. Frankly, there's only so much we
0: can wade, wade through ourselves. Yes, quite. But yes, end of the first part, that brings us to Guilt Minutes, that quick break in the show where we ask for a tad of financial support to keep the lights on and the hosting running. If you feel that Motoring Podcast is worth a small consideration every month, then you can become a patron. Different levels of patron include different levels of commitment from us to you, including being able to watch the show recorded live. We also have a small range of merchandise available on our website and spring store, from stickers to mugs and t-shirts. If you don't have any spare cash and we completely understand, then you can help us by following for free from a podcast player to receive every show as they're released and by liking, rating, showing whatever way your podcast supplier lets you. If you've done all of that, and some of you do, so thank you very much. Especially, lots of lots of that happened last week. Yes, uh, really noticeably oh. large amount of that happened last week. So thank you very very much, uh, yes. everyone who who decided to to, to give us a mention and a shout on the social medias. Uh, that was an une- unexpected surprise. Right? So thank you yep. very much. Uh, recommend it to your friends, colleagues, people in the street, Instagram followers, the what? Yes. <laughs> Right, new new car news. LinkedIn connections? Oh, oh new new car news. Sorry. Yes. Uh, this week, first up in your new car news, Ford Focus is about to be updated. It's going to have... Uh, from the outside, it looks... It's a bit sharper at the front, a little bit less. Hey, here's a Ford Focus that we sat
1: by the fire for a little bit too long. Yes, I, I am pleased to see the droopy nose has is a lot less. I know they've still got to do pedestrian safety stuff and i get that yeah. but it it really did look like the the snout was sort of drooping
0: it did yes it's had a bit of a it's, it's had a bit of a nose sharpen uh so it's got kind of sharper more triangular headlamps it's got a, a slightly less martini grill but it, it looks yeah it's a it's a fairly tidy tidy refresh of the front there and i, I think it looks pretty good a couple of th- things coming through this and this all applies for both hatchback and estate new drive trains mm. so the mild hybrid engines which i talked about in the few months ago the week i had with with the focus they can now be matched up to an automatic transmission now I know lots and lots of you are going to be going, oh, it's an automatic, I only ever drive a manual. But in all honesty, an automatic transmission with that particular engine and mild hybrid hybrid unit, um, I think would be a winner. That would get rid of many of my, my grumbles about that. Uh, they're going to be increasing that uh, across the range as well. Uh, there's still going to be non-hybrid engine, produce the 125 brake, there's still going to be a diesel in there because of course those would be bigger sellers and possibly some of the fleet
1: well the, there was question on whether that was going to happen a couple of weeks ago hmm. when i was chatting with alex because there was the revamp of some of the other vehicles in their range yeah so the, the s max and stuff had ditched it the question was when the when the midlife refresh comes in will the diesel go for this and It's interesting to see they have chosen not to because it is still obviously quite a key seller in the Focus market. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: So uh, there's also Vignali stops being a separate model and becomes a trim as well. And what's interesting is they're actually reintroducing some of the models that they got rid of. So, for example, they got rid of the Focus Active Vignali not so long ago.
1: I was behind a Fiesta, one of them, that had just come out of the showroom. They do look week. good, don't they? They look nice. Yes. Uh, and they,
0: <laughs> yeah, so they've done that and they've reintroduced that. They're also, on the inside, much of the dashboard remains the same, but it's going to have a new 13.2-inch t- central touchscreen. Yay, says Andrew. Uh, that makes it the largest in its
1: class. No, I say yes in a minute. I go, oh, goody, in a moment.
0: Oh, uh, I'm not sure which one that's coming to. So, and it does wireless CarPlay and Android Auto as well. Um, oh, yeah. The heating and ventilation, however, now gets moved to that central touchscreen. But moving on from that, one of the things I've noticed about the Active is the Active now gets some more drive modes. So previously, we always had normal eco and sport, mm. uh, which uh, did all the usual stuff. I see that uh, the Active versions now get slippery and trail uh the question remains though whether it's only slippery when wet. uh also there'll be links to the ford pass app as well so you'll be able to do things like start your focus remotely possibly depends on where you are in the world get security notifications and stuff like that so lots and lots of revisions it's a pretty hefty mid-refresh mid, mid, re, yeah. mid refresh.
1: there's a there's a lot of work's gone into this
0: hmm. oh uh revision to the st as well there's a new color it's called mean green uh, and it delivers an extra dose of aggression according to this motoring the motoring research article
1: i quite like the wheels there we on go
0: in the picture uh, yeah they're really nice pick of the one for me would have to be an um, the estate active vignale actually looks really really good and yep. i know that that's a bit mojo specking but that, there
1: we that'll go. do me quite happily especially with those mm-hmm. with those extra modes as well mm. and then you are you pretty much sorted for most of what you should be likely to encounter
0: yeah i'd say so anyway that's that's the ford focus update coming uh relatively soon ish mm-hmm.
1: right i will take us back to nissan and we've had the 1st of teasery images of the 2025 Nissan LEAF, which, if we remember, if everything goes to plan, will be built in Sunderland. Yes. Allegedly. But mm-hmm. that's the plan as it stands now. Um, depending on your point of view, it's fortunately or unfortunately, it's going to be an SUV for the third generation. Of all the vehicles
0: that could turn into an SUV, quite frankly, the LEAF loses the least and gains the most from this. It's a car that essentially has been styled like a steam iron for the, part, for the current and previous generation. So, frankly, if it's actually got a little bit of definition and a little bit of interest, then
1: yay. But does that... N- it depends on the price for me, because the, the Leaf is the, or has been for a long time, the entry EV, particularly for a lot of people. Surely there's Zoe. Sorry. I don't see as many Zoes around. I see more Leafs. That's okay, why I'm saying fair enough. that's why I'm saying that. It's a bit like if someone says, Oh, with an SUV, you see the, you think of the cash cow.
0: Hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's 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 all I'm thinking on that front. Am I very surprised it's going to be an SUV? that they're bringing another SUV? No, not at all, really. But they're not going to be offering from in house. Any hatchbacks, saloons, or estates? Now they're going to, according to the article from Autocar, they will be chatting with the what's left of the Rebel Alliance and nicking bits from them.
0: But that doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest, because Nissan are pretty much phased out. I mean, the Leaf was the last hatchback, really, in their range. Yeah, for, they, for quite, quite a long the time. Pulsar, since they didn't ditched they? the pulsar, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so that's that's not a surprise. I don't I don't think it's any, I'm not going to be losing any sleep over it or crying any tears.
1: I reckon that Renault have the chance to steal their sales cuz Renault has been very active about their plan. I'm still not really sure what Nissan's plan is. I
0: don't think Nissan knows what Nissan's plan well, is.
1: I mean we know keep, they've keep got Keep making the GTR. We
0: There we go. That's it. That that is the Nissan plan. That seems to be it.
1: We know we know they've got other things on their mind at the minute as well which is distracting them which isn't helping but uh, it just seems to be oh we'll we'll just keep plodding on there's no there's Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like maybe i've missed it but it doesn't feel like there's been a big announcement of right this is how we're going to tackle the next 10-15 years where everybody else has been doing that
0: no we're just going to keep on cancelling models yeah but that's essentially it we're just going to keep getting rid of models
1: seriously worried for (laughs) nissan's
0: Future, they were, i have to well, say i think i'm sure we've said it before on here they were number one in a recent survey of uh japanese automotive manufacturers and suppliers that were most likely to go bust
1: yeah yeah i do remember
0: ahead that. of mitsubishi and all these others so you know what with nissan it's kind of tricky the thing is that even globally i can't oh this is personal feeling and it's this isn't possibly the point for it but i i, I... I went to the U.S. to the U.S. website, as one does, because I'm sort of keeping an eye out on what what can I lease, what shall I lease for the time I'm over there, and then you know you want it to be something relatively interesting, and and I haven't found it on the Nissan website anyway. i have more likely on the Honda website. No, the stuff's quite, that's quite what, interesting. That's, but that's
1: it for me. There's it is,
0: nothing that's interesting from from Nissan.
1: They're making white goods right now
0: that, that, that isn't under a decade old. and it's it's very weird i I saw a new that that said when i see a duke i think that's good looking when i see a cash guy and i noticed one a new one for the first time just a few days ago and admittedly it was it was flat gray it was it was not exactly an exciting spec but i thought that looks good but
1: but it's not aspirational it's not groundbreaking it's not groundbreaking like those two cars were groundbreaking when they they first came out they really were
0: they really were groundbreaking. I think that's a great way of putting it. And maybe let's see what happens when the Aria appears. I think I've just got that wrong, probably. Uh, yeah, no, Aria uh, appears. And, and let, let's see what, what happens there. Because that has the one that, that could potentially be that spark. That, that spark of interesting stuff again. But I just I just want, please, just do something. Please yeah. have a strategy. Please have a direction. Yeah. Please, that's Alan, it. move I on. D-
1: Whether I agree with it or not doesn't matter. But have something. You're, at the minute, they've got nothing.
0: I really feel we've just put the boot in there and well, they feel I feel bad they need about it. it but
1: they need yeah. some, they, they, They're a company that needs some tough love and need to just get on with things at the moment, and they're not doing that. But anyway, hmm. I'm going to take us to possibly a new global automotive manufacturer if Foxconn's ideas come to fruition. And they are a Taiwanese firm. You've probably heard of Foxconn because they are the suppliers for the likes of Apple making the ipads and the iphones
0: and google they make all sorts of stuff for all sorts of people
1: yeah and they've revealed two cars well a a saloon an suv and a bus on monday in a in a live stream Mm -hmm. and they're all electric so what amazed me about this right so there's a model c fair enough which is
0: going to be an suv reasonable size sort of goldfish a little bit larger size which is which is meant to be fine for you know in cities and towns and not too big no
1: it's gonna take seven people so it's bigger than that it's not they okay they aim to take seven people because this this is the bit that i sort of like uh, hang on are you you have not been paying attention to what cities are doing recently if you're thinking that a vehicle that will take seven people will allow easy urban navigation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whilst prioritizing but, internal storage space how are you gonna you just manage that like- miracle <laughs> it's
0: it's almost an mpv anyway and there's the larger moving swiftly on model e Pininfarina designed model e saloon and last but not least is the model t bus now i can't possibly foresee any kind of copyright issue with that name
1: but as it's a bus they'll probably be all right
0: they might be all right and ford haven't used that terminology for a long time the two cars are based on a new hon high it's called ev platform the thing about foxconn is what we might actually see is versions of these cars which aren't foxconn branded yeah they could quite easily because this is their business model for everything else Quite easily, rebrand, retweet these, use the same platform, and we'll see them under other other vehicles to launch in Europe, wherever.
1: Yeah, that was my thought on it. This is them throwing their hat in the ring of mm. being a tier one supplier that gives mm-hmm. you a white-labeled vehicle that mm-hmm. you stick your badges on and off they go because they have they have gone for the commercial market, They've gone for The Taxi Market. The taxi market and they've gone for the limo market. Yeah. So they are they are hitting all and then and therefore they can do the bits in between as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this is I think it's a really interesting one. And I also hopefully this puts pay to people going, Oh, there's gonna be an Apple car because that's very dull. I know Because if anyone was going to make it it was gonna be Foxconn.
0: Well, that's very true, and
1: uh, there's no way Apple would let them share it with anything. Because Apple, by the sounds of it, Apple was not playing nice with anyone else. <laughs> no, but that, and
0: if Apple were doing it, they wouldn't let the essentially the bones of it be 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 sold to anyone else because no. that ain't what they do. No. So yeah, I thought that was particularly interesting. One, I am denied as to whether it belonged in your new you car news or whether it belonged somewhere else.
1: I quite like the look of that bus. You know, I think it's really quite a nice. Yeah, me too. Shape. uh, Me too. Totally agree. Yes, right. WRC news, and it was Rally Spain. And I hope everyone's sitting down when they hear this. Hyundai have won a rally. Say what? (laughs) Not only that, Nouveau is not third. He's first. (laughs) This is excellent. He was outstanding, and so was the car, even though he he did moan about it understeering a bit. But Mm. the two combined... We're just in control from so very early on, on the the rally Spain. Now, remember, this is a tarmac uh, rally. Yeah. So it's a different type of surface, a different way you've got to drive these things and set up the cars. But Hyundai dialed it in because Sordo was third as well, um, being a local, he's local to the rally, um, with Evans spoiling the party slightly by being in second, which... I don't know whether that was an opportunity lost or he did well because Ogier was in uh, fourth. Mm -hmm. And Ogier also got fined for overtaking on the hard shoulder, (laughs) getting to a stage. So Ogier's take-home pay this year is being severely dented through silly
0: things. Yeah, silly things on the public road as well. That's the really dumb part of that.
1: Yes. I mean, he got hit or he hit someone. Not in a few mm-hmm. rallies ago, and that caused problems. But it's great to see that Hyundai I have have got onto the podium right on the top step. Mm-hmm. Because I mentioned just before this rally, I thought they must be thinking, can, can the season be over, please? Because this has been grim for us. Yeah, Toyota did really well, but both the Toyota all the Toyotas complained of understeer. Mm-hmm. So that must that must have been a, a big problem for everybody. It's such a fast rally as well because of the tarmac and the way it's done. And it's, I mean, it's not Finland fast because they're on roads and things. It's it's a different, it it felt like a different fast. But because it was Mm -hmm. roads, I was sort of going, oh, yeah, you can see yourself driving. Not that fast down that road. No, no, not at all. Whereas in Finland, it was just those trees have disappeared. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. going on there? Excellent work there. In the show notes will be links to the roundup of this rally. There will also be more information on ogier being fined. And there will be uh, the Colin Clark's uh, What We Learned article mm-hmm. as well. Just to
0: check, the outcome of all this is that it all comes down to the final rally.
1: It does, monza i'm not i can't um remember the point split now but it's evans has taken a few more out
0: yeah evans evans is 187 og 204
1: Ooh, okay uh, In that's the championship
0: up, for manufacturers hyundai are on 427 uh toyota 474 that's a lot closer than i thought it would it is yeah well same here m sport 187 quite far behind the, the, those two though but they struggled um, this year yeah there yeah. but yeah so it, it comes down to uh, it comes down to Monza in Italy
1: Yeah, and talking of Monza, there was a few people have uh, got their knickers in a twist on social media because there is more of the stages up in the mountains above Monza. So people, why are you calling it Monza if it's not actually in Monza? And you sort of go, well, have you seen the Rally GB the last few times it was happening? (laughs) Because it was Rally Wales, and and Rally GB if it happened was going to be Rally Northern Ireland. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: it yes. Well, plus
1: last year. Going Being up in the mountains totally threw things apart because the weather changed so dramatically because mm-hmm. there was snow and ice. Whereas down in, uh, on the racetrack, it was just, just he says, wet, mucky, and slippy. So I think it's a brilliant mix that they, they've really got to juggle how they set up their vehicles now. And I, I, I'm i really looking forward to it, obviously, because we've we got the chance of a British champion. Yeah, which is good.
0: One more rally thing, quickly, and I see that this one was was thrust in my general direction, is that WRC are going to use an, oh God, an AI safety camera system in 2022. The idea of this is that there's going to be a camera mounted inside the car, uh, which will keep an eye, which will will monitor, uh, essentially the stages as the drivers are going along and will by some form of magic Uh, be able to tell the difference between spectators and trees and be able to say whether or not that they're you know spectators are getting too close to the action and getting dangerously close and i assume that that in some way shape or form would sound some sort of warning somewhere uh, and get people along to to sort it out or to force a pause in in cars being released onto the stage for example yeah so it sounds like a really it actually sounds like a good idea the intentions are great let's just see how it goes
1: it does sound like a good idea as with all this tech if it works it's great yeah as as with all this tech is is the ex- execution um what have how have they got it what is it seeing and how is it mm-hmm. identifying stuff because mm-hmm. it, it sounds like you say it sounds and i know often people think i'm against technology i'm not i'm just against bad technology it sounds like it should be brilliant and it's it's yeah. in a much more controllable environment. Mm-hmm. It's just what have they been looking at f- that are the outliers? That will be the thing that trips it up.
0: Yes, yes, As yes With yes. all well, these things.
1: So, but I but I'm really interested to see how this goes.
0: And I'm sure they'll run it quite a bit before actually going. Right now, this is a live system. Yeah, uh, but it seems to be the out. Put of a project that the FIA started off in 2019 mm-hmm. to try and keep an eye on stage conditions as, as, as rallies progress. So, so yes, that should be interesting. We'll see what happens uh, with that.
1: Uh, Right, quickly, um, Goodwood have announced the 2022 dates for Festival of Speed revival and the members' meetings. So on the 9th and 10th of April next year will be the first members' meeting. Then the Festival of Speed is moving to June, and that is from the 23rd to the 26th of June. Mm -hmm. Um, The revival will happen on September the 16th to the 18th, and um, then the members meeting uh, – oh, hang on. I, I misread that. I think there's only one. It's not going to be one It in sounds October.
0: like there's well, – uh, yeah. It's a funny one moving the moving festival speed to June because traditionally it was during the – it was in breaks between the F1, wasn't it? And it was sort yes. of around about the British Grand Prix because that meant that stuff was in the country anyway and it made the logistics much easier for – for people and stuff to actually yeah. attend. So we'll we'll see what happens with with that.
1: But I know F1 have announced their something like 23 date calendar recently, so I don't know whether that means the uh, British Grand Prix has been moved and that's tying in with it or not.
0: Well, possibly, I don't know either. I've not been paying enough attention to that, Yeah, to be I, I don't
1: follow so. <laughs> so there we go. Right. So uh I will have a link in the show notes to the article from Goodwood. So if you're interested in tickets, there's a whole bit on how you can do that from in that article. But uh, it's good to see it's going to be back. Uh, And I look forward to hearing about all the members having to wear snowshoes as they try and get round the track. Yes. (laughs) We're running it on winter tires. Uh,
0: (laughs) um, uh, What's it called? Uh, Lunchtime read this week uh is something that it popped up on on twitter it's on medium and it's all about that it's not necessarily a war between hydrogen and electric yes it
1: is there is only one way there can only be one
0: and that it may be a nuanced argument with a number of different dimensions to it
1: well there is no place in this world for that
0: what I didn't realize, whilst I recognized Gil Pratt's name at the beginning, I thought, I recognised that name. Uh, and of course, he works for the Toyota Research Institute and Toyota people who are making hydrogen cars and making, making um, hybrid cars now are very soon going to be making electric cars again. So yes, so it, it does come from a it does come from a company which is which which covers all of these different different bases. But it's quite interesting interesting talk about the different dimensions of it, and it's not all about Toyota.
1: No, and I think it's interesting the way that he does explain the pros and cons for both mm. sides of it as well, because that I mean, whilst I was joking before, that all gets lost. Uh, Always, and, it, and it's interesting uh, to see actually what are the nuances and from that we can make as, as we've banged on and on about we're only going to hmm. be able to make better choices by being better informed and just screaming on social media is not the way no i mean it even goes
0: into the different ways of producing hydrogen and that there are five five key ones and what they actually mean which was a new one to me i'd never heard of turquoise uh, or pink hydrogen before
1: no, good article that. Yes, a, it is. A lots and lots
0: of learny stuff uh, yes. in
1: there. There will be a test next week. Yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, list of the week, Andrew. List of the week, and this is from AutoCAR, and it is the luxury cars we forgot all about. So there are thirty-eight slides. Now I have to apologize. This is an autocar slideshow, and whilst the last couple have worked fine, this one is utter pants.
0: All oh, right, I now this one seems to be working.
1: Oh, Today. I've been... Give it give it struggling. ten minutes
0: and it might not be. Yes. So okay, it, is, is all we can say. I
1: think uh, your mileage may vary then. Uh, so, <laughs> hopefully you get the version that works. But Alan, going through all of this, there are, there are many that I will be very happy.
0: There are some which I just wouldn't touch with a barge pole either.
1: Y- yes, I, if I had the wallets deep enough to... Oh, I know what my choice is.
0: Okay, my choice is the Tatra Seven Hundred. There we go. Oh, Any okay. list that has a Tatra, and you've pretty much got to choose the Tatra, haven't you?
1: <laughs> well, I've gone for the Volvo Seven Eighty.
0: Oh, there's one i never heard of. Oh yes, a Volvo Seven Eighty was a, was up there. Yes, another Bertoni-built Volvo. Yes, um, the two-door coupe.
1: It it just beat an American, which. Mm. um i went for but you you all have to now go through the show uh the, through the uh show notes to get to the slideshow and don't forget let us know which one you would money no object sense no object you would have <laughs> of that because there are some a... crackers but there are some as are. alan says there are some real horrors in there as well
0: yeah yeah some which i just never heard of to be honest no not many but there are a few mm-hmm Yep. Cool. Excellent. Good spot that one, Andrew. So this week's uh, and finally is
1: about. It's like it's, it's almost like it was a theme, even though I is. mean we could have claimed this, even Real- though no one realizes it. <laughs> we had no plan whatsoever putting all this together
0: <laughs> no exactly other than oh god what are the new what are the uh, what are the stories today uh so yeah this week's end, finally is all about the uk's first hydrogen fueled radio controlled car and yes it's from toyota and it's about the mirai going mini and the work they did with bramble energy a company that specialises in making tiny fuel cells for non-car things, and Tamia, and yeah, and and building a, a radio control car which which runs on hydrogen instead of uh, instead of batteries. Yep. And they've got a little film, and they've actually got a second film of behind the scenes as well. I don't know if that's linked in here, but yeah, it's it's really cool. And they take it to the new old in model village in Bolton on the Water in Gloucestershire, and it looks really cool but it's a, yep. for Tamiya fans it's a T202 chassis there you go that means something to at least one of our listeners Andrew even if it doesn't mean anything to you
1: I know it's almost a feel like that's like almost double drink duty it's Tamiya and Toyota <laughs> and hydrogen
0: and hydrogen I know it's it's like yeah it's all right for me. I don't have to go and drive in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no. But yes, yeah, no, it's very, very, very cool. So, and uh, and by the way, the the range was about twice what the standard TTO two is on 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 regular on a regular um, battery cell. Yep, there we go. It's rather cool. Uh, that is almost it for this week. Uh, there is there are a couple of parish notes. So last week special edition when talking mindfulness and music to accompany that a little bit different uh, mm-hmm. and hopefully you've enjoyed it uh if you've listened to it and hopefully you'll enjoy it when you listen to it if you haven't done so yet uh there will be a new special edition out this friday mm-hmm. far more traditional car for a week blah 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 so yep. that's coming up i've just demeaned that entire special edition it's, it's actually quite good it yeah. is good.
1: Uh, don't forget also that the Zoom Zoomers is still uh, available to watch. If you haven't watched it, you get to mm-hmm. see Alan Slagoff off Extreme E, which is always entertaining. Again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I just the, the opportunity was there, and I'd started before I'd realised I'd started, and then I
1: well I'd started, fair, so I
0: finished, and nobody seemed to disagree with me.
1: No, there was there was I thought there was quite a few cutting comments after you'd finished from people who i expected to be a bit more interested in it not what, that interested and
0: there's a big boat quote unquote i believe yeah, that was one, one of them.
1: them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's a good it's a good episode so do do go and watch it yes yes it's particularly good actually
0: yeah so once you've done all of that, everyone, uh, don't forget to know next week you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts to the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page at motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Remember, you can support us financially via Patreon. And please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing
1: andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there alan if people would like to get in touch with you personally what's the best way to do that
0: personally you can get in touch with me uh, via twitter where i'm at ajp bradley that's b-r-a-d-l-e-y uh we'll be back very soon but until then i've been alan bradley i've been andrew clues and safe motoring